the darkest depths of Spotify, you'd better keep a weary eye for signs of the wicked trio who host a truly wicked show. On this night they take their terrible form, so ready yourself for Chatterstorm. Welcome back to Chatterstorm. This week we have got a great show in store because Full Crimson Vow spoiler is out. And so we have picked uh, a bunch of cards which we really want to talk about. We're going to go over the most impactful cards that we think are coming in in the new set for the various formats that we play. The absolute must pickups for Standard or Commander. And generally what we think are the coolest cards. Uh, so I want to jump straight into that if there are no objections. What Objection. are your guys' ab... Oh, okay. Oh, come on. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Nobody, nobody thought I object. Wedding joke. Oh, nobody. of course. Uh, hmm. Come on, guys. I, I was, was about to say it, but then we just... Yeah. You didn't even let anyone have time to object. I was thinking object. of, like... You went Phoenix Wright. Phoenix Wright, yeah. Objection. Yeah. Objection. Um, whereas Sarah was thinking of Shrek, uh, <laughs> or, or just or just the fact that it's it's a like wedding. No, nope, nope, it was Shrek. Kind of. Yeah, <laughs> just pure yep. pure Shrek. Not not the fact that you know Crimson Vow is nope. about a wedding, and I object to something that gets said. Well, you hope doesn't get said. Well, we're we're like thirty seconds in the episode, and we've already derailed. This is going fantastic. <laughs> Um, so yeah, follow us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> nice, at, great at Chatterstorm Pod, and uh, let's jump into it. Come on, Sam, mm-hmm. tell me what are your absolute must pickups for the formats that you play in this set? Well, the so obviously I I have a Tobolar Commander deck now. Um, I picked that up last set because you know werewolves, and f- for some unknown reason. The werewolves in this set have been absolutely bonkers. Um, the Crimson Vow werewolves are so, so strong and so much better than any of the vampires in the previous... Sorry, any of the werewolves in the previous set. Um, and so, the a couple of the ones that I, I, I must pick up, um, and I don't even know if I will because they might be ridiculously expensive. The one that I assume will be the most expensive is Halpak Piper. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this card. It's actually ridiculous. Um... I, I I I was when I read this card, I just couldn't actually believe how good it was. Um, so I'll go ahead and read it out for you guys. Halpak Piper is a four mana value creature, human werewolf, and they cost three and a green. Um, they are a two two. This spell cannot be countered, and you can tap two mana and itself, so one green and it, and you can put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. That's ridiculous, right? That is insane. <laughs> and then it says, if it's a wolf or werewolf, you untap Halpak Piper, activate as a sorcery, daybound. What the hell? <laughs> the I da- legitimately think that what you'd probably need to do against this card is not play any spells to transform it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <It's>... Because <laughs> it being on that daybound side is busted. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the Nightbound side, once it's um, transformed, it becomes a 4-4 werewolf called the Wildsong Howler. Whenever this creature enters the battlefield or transforms into a Wildsong Howler, look at the top six cards of your library. You can reveal a creature card from among them and put it into your hand, put the rest onto the bottom of your library in random order. 
Now, yeah, the the thing is with this card is it's all upside, right? The, the only downside is maybe it's that the fact that it's a 2-2 and that its, it's stats are fairly low, but everything else is just so powerful. It can't be countered. It has a crazy mana cheating effect and it just becomes stronger. Um, I, I can see this card being very, very pricey, especially because it's not even just good for werewolves because the werewolf upside is that it untaps when you use that ability. But it's yeah. it still allows you to cheat out a creature from your hand onto the battlefield. That's insane. That's yeah, absolutely yeah, insane. Even a commander, like um, this is really, really good. <laughs> so is, I'm uh, yeah, I'm so looking forward to this. Um, it's, it's and I think that's a really fascinating place for this card to be because mm -hmm. so far what we've seen from Daybound Nightbound is that the Nightbound side is almost always stronger mm -hmm. um, yeah there are cards where you want repeated flips like brutal cathar where you, where you want to churn through daybound day, day and night that's right uh, as yeah. many times as possible but for the most part things like um reckless storm seeker um suspicious stowaway you want them on the nightbound mm -hmm. side yeah they're almost um, always better yeah whereas this is probably better i mean it is better on its daybound side and that could put so. your opponents in a really tricky situation because yeah the um the the werewolf decks are not great against control decks uh control decks that can kind of play at instant speed and, and can pretty much control whether it's day or night mm -hmm. um like if they want to play two spells on their turn they probably can where but this yeah this is so good on the day side mm -hmm. that it probably makes that decision a lot harder for your opponents whether they try and flip it today um and even whether you you know i mean i, I guess you can you can actually use this ability for your entire turn, and mm -hmm. then you're avoiding casting any creatures, you're avoiding casting any spells, because you're just activating this ability, and that flips it to night once you're done. Yeah. Which is also, yeah, this is, oh man, this is really good. It's insane, and the flavor of the card I really enjoy as well, because it's it's sort of like, a, you know, on the front side, the human werewolf, um, Hal Pack Piper, they're, you know, playing the, it's like Piper, it's a Pied Piper reference, right? Um, mm -hmm. He's, or a she, I think it's a she. Um, she's calling all these wolves to the, you know, to the battlefield in a sense. She's she's summoning them um, as per her ability. And then the flip side, uh, well, she can't do that ability anymore because she can't really play play the instrument as a werewolf. But instead, she's rallying more werewolves or wolves to to her side. Uh, hence the search, you know, the searching into your hand. So it's it's a really cool card. Flavor is ten out of ten. In terms of its power, it's ten out of ten. Um, and yeah, I'm so excited to bring that into Tovalar. And I think that there has to be some standard play just because of the spell can't be countered. That is huge. Um, that is absolutely huge. So really excited for that card. Um, yeah, Tovalar is going to be cool. He's going to be fun to play. Yeah, I think this is a really cool card. Very mm -hmm. well designed. And yeah, I, I totally see it. A must pick up. Mm -hmm. What about you, Sarah? What is your um, most impactful card or must pickups for the set? Well, I don't actually know if I'm going to pick up anything from the set. Ooh. <laughs> Lame set. So, no. So the set is the coolest mm -hmm. set. But everybody else has beat me to it with the decks that you would build yeah. on the set. <laughs> which I'm fine with because I still get to play them. But, you know, we have like the typical decks you would build probably from this set would be tribal decks, zombie, mm -hmm. vampire, and werewolves. And we have a zombie, zombie vampire, and werewolf decks already yeah, in our playgroup and that's enough for me because that means i get that's to play true. them although you could there is sorry you go what i was gonna say? say there is a there is a 
Are you going to say I could build There is a zombie one? commander, the, the new Geralf card. It's the mono blue one. Um, all your zombies have flying, I believe, or something along those lines. Um, which is, obviously that would go straight into Wilhelt, which is the pre-con from the previous set. Um, but at the same yeah. time, you could run it as a standalone commander, like a mono blue zombies kind of thing. Although that'd be kind of lame because zombies have a lot that yeah. you get from black. So, yeah. But still, like, I don't know. You know, one thing I do feel about these last two Innistrad sets is that the initial expectation was that uh, Midnight Hunt would be a werewolf set and uh, Crimson Vow would be a vampire set. Mm-hmm. But actually, I feel like both have just been zombie sets. Yep. Like, there's, there's pretty zombies cool. yeah. have been, uh, the zombie cards have been so much better than, uh, than the vampire or werewolf cards probably put together. Uh, the zombie agree, precon yeah. is is so powerful and a lot of fun. Yeah, it's actually uh, they debated us, uh, <laughs> and actually they they just printed a, a bunch of zombie cards. Yeah, the zombies are very powerful, and I guess it kind of makes sense because because both of the sets were supposed to be defined by wells and or vampires. There's you don't you know you don't have to worry about putting because i remember like i think mark rosewater was saying about how the design philosophy behind the werewolf set was that they didn't want to put too many good werewolves in it i can't actually remember why but then that that kind of restriction it doesn't apply to putting all the good zombies in because it's like mm-hmm. so, so it's it's, a, it's an unusual yeah. thing and you're right yeah the zombies are generally way better even in limited as well um like the limited zombies blue black deck is very powerful supposedly the best one um, and you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the same here. To be honest, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. So I think one of my most impactful cards from this set, um, and one that I am definitely going to pick up, and uh, is nice because it's only an uncommon. Mm-hmm. And that's Wash Away. Um, oh which yes. is yeah. Yeah, it's a single blue mana for an uncommon instant. Um, it reads, well, it has cleave three. How do we read cleave cards? Um, uh, let me give it a go. It has cleave three and it reads counter target spell. And then in brackets that wasn't cast from its owner's hand. Yeah. So for one mana, you can counter a spell that wasn't cast from its owner's hand. If you pay three mana, it's just counter target spell. Mm-hmm. And this, um, I mean, in this meta, it's really good because it counters copies of spells because um, so it can hit those galvanic iteration copies. Um, it hits uh, car- spells that have been foretold. Mm-hmm. It hits spells that are being flashbacked. Um, yeah. it, it hits a lot of the best things that are happening in standard at the moment. And so uh, I, I think that a lot of the time this is going to be a one mana counter target spell, which is so, so good. Like you get... Um, you know, you get one mana off of your epiphany by foretelling it. I get two mana off of my counter spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get one mana off of your sword coming. I get two mana off of my counter spell. And and so it's a really good answer to those, um, those kinds of cards. And uh, you know, being able to like since it's one mana. Uh, if you let's say you galvanic iteration and then you cast an Oron's epiphany and you get the copy then you could if you had two washaways you can counter that whole mess for for just two mana mm-hmm. and i think that this is a, a really good counter spell to be printed it's definitely one that i think is going to see standard play it's also kind of it's a, one of those things that i don't like about it is it is 
strictly one of the best cards in Commander, um, simply because obviously you can counter a Commander for one mana. It's one of those cards that is like an auto-include in any blue Commander deck, I feel. Same with Counterspell, yeah. obviously. Um, but like, it, I just, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about those cards. It's, it's nice in that, you know, it's a very cheap card and it's a very powerful one, so lots of people on budget decks can play it. But it's also like a why wouldn't you play this card kind of thing and i don't like those cards particularly like soul ring i'm not a fan of soul ring because that's just no reason not to play it um yeah and it makes it I actually i powerful. agree with you yeah so outside yeah. of standard um this of course is just is just one mana counter someone's commander mm -hmm. and that's just not fair especially if you could um like if you were playing a commander deck where you were able to get this back from the graveyard or replay it from the graveyard mm -hmm. it would continue to be one mana counter someone's commander mm -hmm. and that's pretty savage yeah the, I, I would not be surprised if there is talks about banning this card in commander to be honest it's, it seems very focused for it um which is which is interesting but you know we'll see so my other big card for the set is uh also in blue now i might be a bit biased because i've been playing a lot of blue in mm -hmm. standard um but it's Hullbreaker horror oh, uh, yeah. which is five blue blue for a 7-8 Kraken Horror creature. It has flash. It has this spell can't be countered. And it reads, whenever you cast a spell, choose up to one. Return target spell you don't control to its owner's hand. Return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. So this is a seven drop creature, which has flash and can't be countered and turns every single spell that you have into a counter spell effect or a bounce spell turns every instant into a counter spell um which is wait what a, so it, it it's because it's whenever you cast a spell you can return target spell you don't control to its owner's hand wait it's whenever you um, cast a spell i thought it was whenever you cast yeah. this spell no whenever you cast a spell wait what i've misread that card what the f mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my yeah. god it so, is that's insane yeah. what the hell once it's on the battlefield it turns every single spell that you cast into either a bounce spell or a counter spell <laughs> i definitely missed that i thought it was when yeah. it entered the battlefield that did one of those two and then i was like wait every spell you cast that's ridiculous yeah yeah, yeah. oh my um, god so i i don't know whether this will be good enough because it's so expensive but, oh no, a hundred percent it will be because it's the yeah. It's the I, I control win condition. Like a, yeah, yeah. This is an insane card. Like Leer is, of course, the the main like is a very popular control win condition in standard at the moment. Mm -hmm. Five mana and everything that you like, every one of your spells gets flashback, and and it just gives you so much card advantage. But this, if you resolve this at the end of your opponent's turn, mm -hmm. they are just never having a board again because even Lear, even Lear can be countered right her ability only yes. resolves when mm -hmm. she's on the battlefield this thing yeah. can't be countered so this is 100 percent an include in mm -hmm. every blue deck control deck that yeah. exists so is it is it will get this um possibly if jeskai control picks up which it might do because of one of the cards that i picked out um but yeah control decks will 100 percent want to play this this is very powerful I had I didn't even before when I thought it was when it entered the battlefield I thought that's still really good and would be a, a control win con. Now I realize what it actually says it's even better. <laughs> well, I guess the downside is that now it doesn't do anything when it enters the battlefield. Um, yeah, but when it but enters it'll then... be the end of the opponent's turn. What else are they what are they going to do about that? Exactly. Fading yeah. hope. <laughs> <laughs> 
like damn. yeah this thing's insane um and i i i, I really like huge creatures that have powerful abilities like it reminds me of um well it reminds me of coma which never really ended up being a control win condition it was a ramp target and i can see this being um good for the simic ramp deck as well mm. although the simic ramp deck doesn't really play many instants um, no it was definitely more of a control card for sure mm. yeah that's yeah. crazy oh, but yeah yeah i, I don't know um uh, I don't know exactly how good this card will be because I do think it's expensive. Seven mana is a lot. Granted, Ulrin's Epiphany is seven mana. Yeah, Ulrin's I mean, seven mana. Hall, Hall of the Storm Giants activates for like seven mana as well, or eight mana technically. So like it's 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 completely fine for its mana cost because you're only going to play it in control decks. You don't yeah. need it to be cheap because you're going to be controlling the game until that later turn, the later turns when you can pay seven mana. So mm -hmm. it's. I think it's completely fine for its mana cost. If it was anything less, I think it'd just be way. It'd be way too broken. Um, seven mana is pretty good for this thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, six mana would actually be so overpowered. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's really good. Um, interesting to see that. Yeah, wow. yeah, I'm excited for this card. I think it's. I think it's a pretty cool one. Mm -hmm. um, are there any other? super powerful cards that you guys are excited to see from this set and, and see what impact they have on the formats that you play i have a i have quite a few that i think will be quite powerful um in mostly in standard i picked these ones for standard um, okay give me give me one more so i'm not sure if we spoke about it last week i think we might have um obviously last week we spoke about thalia who i think is going to be mm -hmm. a centerpiece to the standard meta game um i also think a braid being reprinted i don't know if we talked about that yes. last week um a, we didn't we didn't we didn't so a braid is a two mana instant it costs one red um and you can choose to either deal three damage to target creature or destroy target artifact um absolutely primo card for against like mono green or any any seekers chariot decks this is just like a four of in the sideboard uh, and you bring all four in because you kill their creatures or you kill their chariot it's really really powerful um mm -hmm. pretty insane to see that one uh reprinted and i think it will yeah it's a four of in any red sideboard is it is it sideboards will 100 percent play this um so yeah interesting to see that reprinted um, not much else we can really talk about, just other than the fact that it's a solid, uh, solid card, solid reprint. I'm excited to see yeah. that back. Um, but in terms of a new card that I think will uh, pick up some play for sure, um, that is Faithbound Judge. Don't know if you guys would have expected this one, but uh, if I just bring up the card now, Faithbound Judge is a brand new card. It is a so I'll go ahead and read it out. It's a three mana four four, and it costs one white white. It's a creature spirit soldier and it has defender, flying and vigilance. And it reads, at the beginning of your upkeep, if faithbound judge has two or fewer judgment counters on it, put a judgment counter on it. And as long as it has three or more judgment counters, it can attack as though it didn't have defender. And then it has disturb seven. So disturb is the spirit mechanic from the previous set that we've... Um, uh, it's it's apparent, appearing in this set as well, and essentially you can pay the seven the disturb cost for seven mana while it's in the graveyard, and you can cast the other side of the card, which reads Sinner's Judgment, and Sinner's Judgment is an enchantment aura curse, 
and you enchant a player, so most likely your opponent, uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, pu- upkeep, put a judgment counter on Sinner's Judgment, then if there are three or more judgment counters on it, the enchanted player loses the game, and if it would be put into a graveyard from anywhere, exile it instead. So, the reason I think this card is going to be picked up, um, it, it's perfect for... Uh, it's another perfect control deck card, which is what I mentioned earlier about maybe Jeskai control being a thing, because this is a 3-mana 4-4 that deals with so many creatures. It deals with the Seeker's Chariot, or you can trade with them. It can trade with Godspan Dragon, it can trade with Ashmouth Dragon, um, and it is just a solid, you know, as the game goes on, it gets better and better. So it's one of those cards that I think would slot in as a, as a three-drop creature for control decks. The casting cost is a little bit iffy with one white-white. Um, yeah. Might be hard to play in three colors, especially with the lands that we have. But we do... Actually, the lands aren't too bad now because we do have all the all the full set of the Tango lands now. Um, yep. We have all the pathways as well. So maybe maybe the mana won't be too bad for it. Um, and if it's not... That, and there's a lot of treasures in the control colors in yes, red and blue in red and at blue. the moment. Yeah, there's so many ways to make treasures. So, yeah, I think this card could see play as a, as a solid three drop that is turns into a win condition that is also going to help control the middle game as well. Um, I don't know. What do you think about it? I think you've hit the nail on the head. A, a three mana four four is a beefy body. It's mm-hmm. a little bit hard to cast, but it, it does need to be. Um, I, it's just whether it's fast enough for me. Like, you play this on turn three um let's say it a couple of turns later let's say you play this on turn four and then it trades with a gold span dragon Mm -hmm. um do you have time in a control deck against an aggressive strategy with an Isika's chariot or a gold span dragon uh to disturb this back for seven mana and wait three turns for your opponent to lose the game that's the thing like Um, the idea of the card is that the three mana side helps you win the early game against the creatures by also playing you know your board wipes and things like that mm -hmm. you play your board wipes you control the game and then it's it's just a nice like separate you don't have to draw into your win con it's already there in your graveyard so as long as you do control the game and as long as you've used your faithbound judge to you know block a creature or, or trade off an uh, aggressive creature um your win con is sitting there in your graveyard ready for you to use whenever um not having to draw into it is pretty helpful because it means you can spend the rest of the game uh using the cards in your hand to actually you know deal with the creatures and and survive uh, as a control deck would I think, though, that if you, in a control deck against an aggressive matchup, mm-hmm. if you can spend seven mana not impacting the board and not die within three turns, I think you were probably already winning anyway. That is um, true, but it's also like, like a... I feel like, it, in one way, the best deck for this card would be something like Azoria's Control where they can just keep controlling and they just have no way to actually win the game. Exactly. That, um, that's what it is to me. Like, it is an actual win condition and it, it forces your yes, opponent to scoop yeah. kind, of, kind of thing. But that's the thing. With like, the people who... The players who are playing the Azorius control deck and standard at the moment, they are already winning games without having a win condition because their win condition is just never losing. Um, mm. And actually, they, I feel like they don't need a way to actually win the game because they win through scoops, really. Um, and so, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I think that you're right. Like, you've you've touched on a lot of very relevant points, mm. but I guess the question is, um, 
does a deck that can afford to play this card actually need it to win? That like, is a, yeah, that's I, a good point. Yeah. When you're in a position where you can pay seven mana to not actually impact the board, and you have the time to wait three turns, uh, and, and you're not going to be dying in the next three turns, then I feel like if you're a control deck uh, with seven mana and three turns mm-hmm. guaranteed, then then you're, you're doing very well anyway. Uh, do you need that alternate win condition? Or are you better off just playing... I mean, for seven mana, are you better off playing something that impacts the board like... Uh, like the old the whole breacher um, guy, hull yeah the hull breaker kraken, oh, yeah. uh, or or just you know playing epiphany and get two birds they keep you alive just as well. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I, I guess we'll see whether Faith Band Judge uh, makes the cut. We will see indeed. Mm. I do think it's interesting in Commander though. Um, mm-hmm. The oh yeah, it's like, a quick win in the commander, backside of sure. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's a it's a quick win in commander. Um, it goes well in uh, things like the Brina precon. It's pretty mm. good s- slot into there uh, and proliferate strategies because you could spend seven mana. Oh and gosh, effectively, yeah. yeah, you could you could really oh, Sarah's thinking, put the pressure on Sarah's thinking on. a Traxa surely. <laughs> Chuck that um, in the Traxa. Yeah, it's hard to hard to cast uh, with the double white in in heavy you know multicolor strategies mm-hmm. like Atraxa. Uh But yeah, in something like uh, in, in the Brina the demo is it Brina the demagogue something like that. Yeah, um, the pre the Strixhaven commander precon. I, I can see this card going straight into it and being you know early game. It's a a good blocker um, mm-hmm. and it discourages people from attacking you and then late game it is a win con which i think that pre-con in particular needs more of Mm -hmm. it needs more ways to deal with actually winning the game yeah so so yeah uh, yeah interesting it is a mythic in the set though so we'll see how expensive it is we will see indeed Mm. sweet okay um so i want to talk about rather than super powerful cards which often get all of the limelight like Mm -hmm. i think we've pretty much just talked about rares and mythics there um i want to talk about the cards in the set that you guys think are the coolest (laughs) we're going by the rule of cool what are the best cards in the set i have three because i can i always get swept up uh, in in stuff like this but i'm gonna lead with um honeymoon hearse honeymoon hearse honeymoon hearse let's have a look um yeah it's uh two and a red for a five five artifact vehicle it has trample and it has tap two untapped creatures you control honeymoon hearse becomes an artifact creature hearse honeymoon hearse (laughs) becomes an artifact creature until end of turn uh and i just think that this is really funny um because it's a wedding carriage and of course it fits fits the flavor Mm -hmm. because you need two creatures to to crew it it doesn't matter what their power is um Hmm. and i just love that it's it's like a wedding carriage but it's a hearse which is typically a funeral vehicle it's for carrying (laughs) dead bodies yeah um like i i I find this card pretty hilarious and uh, I think it's just it's a funny design. It's not a very good card no. at all. I don't think it's going to see play anywhere. I don't think it's even good in limited, to be honest. Um, maybe it is, though. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a super fun card. Uh, it's kind of tongue in cheek. Um, it's it's 
player design at Wizards having a bit of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I tend to like those those kinds of cards in the set. I like the flavor text of it as well. A carriage car- crafted from the finest materials, horses bred from the finest stock, skulls taken from the finest foes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my first choice for best rule of cool card. What about you guys? The the card I went for in terms of the rule of cool. So the card itself is not actually amazing. It might be it might be good actually, but the reason I picked it was because of the artwork for it. I am a huge fan of the artwork for this card, and that is Gift of Fangs. Um, I think it's the best artwork in the set, to be honest. Uh, if you guys bring it up, Gift of Fangs. It costs yeah. a black, a single black, and it's an enchantment aura. Enchant creature, enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two, as long as it's a vampire. Otherwise, it gets minus two, minus two. Um, what do you guys think of this artwork? Because I think it's absolutely fantastic. So from what I can see, it looks like a... a... A ritual so there's a ring mm-hmm. of candles there's a guy standing in the middle and there's like a rose of smoke mm. um, uh, kind of swirling on this I don't really get it to be honest it's, it's a very really <laughs> the, the, so the artwork is is, is symmetrical um, it's so the, the it depicts oh, Runo Strumkirk I'm looking at the wrong card oh are you I'm looking at the wrong card <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, I can't see any, like, smoke, but maybe it's just, you know, artistic interpretation. I I was looking at Grizzly Ritual. Nice, (laughs) nice one. Why does this card look like my parents fighting? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Gift of Fangs. Gift of Fangs, bring that one up. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, yeah, it looks cool. Um, (laughs) Yeah. What what a blunder that was. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> I, when you were describing that, I was like, okay, I guess I can see a rose somewhere. <laughs> no, I was like, I don't know what he's talking about, but we'll just let him Yeah, so him. the art depicts uh, what I'm assuming is Runo Stromkirk from the flavor text. Um, you know, he, all he's doing is just giving, it looks like giving some people vampirism uh, or immortality. Um, and yeah, just the, by pouring it into, is he pouring it into it, their what, eyes? It looks like it is, yeah. Pouring blood, I'm assuming. Is that... Is that how you become a vampire in Innistrad? You have to have blood. It would seem so. Um, maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's more sure. of a, a a painting slash depiction because it is quite symmetrical. So I don't think this is a natural like scene in Innistrad by any means. Um, but yeah, like I I really enjoy the artwork because it has the. So uh, the reason I liked it was well because the first thing I thought of was Strixhaven Mystical Archives, um, and then I looked at the artist's name. Yes, that's. And I realized. Uh, I looked at most of the mystical archive cards, and a lot of them are actually done by that same artist, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, it's it's a very definitive style, and oh, I, just, I really just like the artwork for this card. It looks really cool. It looks like something you'd want hang up hung up in like a vampire wedding or museum or something. You know? Yeah. It's it's a very it's nice piece of artwork. Elements, it's got elements of like um, like almost like rough cave painting-y sketches on the candles but then there's really also like a... lines around uh around runo yeah around the sort of the center of the of the of the piece it's yeah. quite geometrical as well pretty... like all the yeah. shapes mm-hmm. as well the sort of diamond in the yellow sort of diamond shape and then you've got you know all of the shapes in the middle depicting runo stromkirk's body and everything it just looks really really neat on top of each other um so yeah that's my that's my rule of cool card for this set it's actually not hmm. a bad card. Either. No, it's not terrible. Um, it's a. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, a dead, dead weight. weight. Yeah. Yeah, but objectively better, really. Yes. Yes. 
Um, so yeah, pretty cool card. I like it. So my second rule of cool card is uh, persistent specimen. Mm-hmm. Um, simply because of the flavor text, because I think it's just super. Oh good. yeah, yeah, that one's great. Yeah. So oh, it's, yeah. it's a single black mana for a one-one skeleton. Uh, it reads. You can pay two and a black to return persistent specimen from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. So it is um, similar to reassembling skeleton from Ixalan. Uh, could actually see play in some decks. I don't know whether it's more or less efficient than other cards that do a similar thing. Hmm. But the uh, flavor text of this card is uh, <laughs> is a little a little song. Yeah, you have to, you have to sing yeah, it. Yeah. So <laughs> it says. The jaw bones connected to the <laughs> skull bone. The skull bones connected to the uh, hook thingy. <laughs> uh, and that's that's Gal Stitch's assistant. Um, and I just love this. I want to see more of Gal. Like I would really like to see a Gal card in future. Uh, something it's like, like a clumsy dude. Yeah, yeah, like Gal <laughs> Stitcher or something like that. Um, Aww. <laughs> Um, and I love I like the the song is just so dumb. Like, mm-hmm. who calls it a skull bone? The skull bone, yeah. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> the hook thingy. I didn't even pick up on that, and, but you're totally right. And the the formal name for hook thingy is hook. And, like, <laughs> it's just the whole the whole thing is so stupid. Oh, it's quite funny, actually. Yeah. Also, it's got nothing to do <laughs> with. <laughs> like it's got nothing to do with persistent specimen as a card which is this i guess like a specimen that keeps coming back to life uh like yeah is the specimen persistent or is well I, 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 it's just all dumb like the, the the card is just stupid the uh the card the, the <laughs> skeleton itself also heavily reminds me of that like butterfly meme like that is this a butterfly <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> it looks like yeah. the same kind of the pose <laughs> Is, is this my jawbone? <laughs> oh, I love it. Unless, unless the skeleton is Gal, that adds. Um, no, because no, it'd be persistent it. specimen. I, I don't. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. hopefully not. But yeah, uh, maybe, maybe next time we return to Innistrad, we'll get a Gal Stitch's assistant, mm-hmm. a legendary creature, because he sounds like a he sounds like, sounds a, like guy. a cool guy. Yeah, I'd like to see more of him. Um, In eight years and time. then finally. I want to talk about my uh, my last rule of cool card mm-hmm. in the set, which is, in my opinion, one of the most powerful cards to ever be printed in Magic. Oh my gosh! Okay. Um, uh, is is that is that truthful or ironic? This is truth. Okay. Um, okay. It is an island. Um, oh God! Here we go. <laughs> the... <laughs> The uh, the the basic pause for eye roll. The basic the basic island in this set. Um, the artwork. So there's two. As with all sets, there's two um, different artworks for the basic island. Mm-hmm. One of them depicts what looks like a ghost pirate ship, um, and I think it's my favorite basic land art for a long, long time. Oh, and I yeah. really want it. I really want it for my pirate ADH deck. Oh, it which looks wicked. You're right. But, yeah, I think it's actually like, yeah, I think it's cool. so sick. Um, 
and I've, I just yeah I, I think it's worth calling out because this is this is like my favorite art on a basic land for a long time and I think ah, it's just so cool look at it that is really really nice I agree I love the mm-hmm. is, I'm assuming that's the moon in the background um because yeah, uh, yeah. yeah the whole po- the whole story of the set is that it, the eternal night has happened now um because unfortunately the ritual which was supposed to happen in the previous one was ruined by olivia um olivia ruined everything she's lame now nah, she's kind of cool there is there is actually quite a lot of hate for olivia yeah which I didn't she's realize um, was a thing. she's pretty villainous right now <laughs> um, yeah she i think she basically murdered catilda um in the last set uh yeah, because the so essentially the, the the quick the quick TLDR of the story is the big bad werewolves and Tovalar wanted Eternal Night to happen, and then there was the Moon Silver Key which would help Eternal Night finish and, and end. And they were about to they beat Tovalar, they beat him up, they killed him, I think. And then Arlin and so and so were about to do the ritual, and then Olivia comes in, which is depicted on uh, actually one of the cards, which is Olivia's ambush or something or midnight ambush. Um, she she's like. Um, no, give me the key or I'll kill this witch woman. And and they needed Katilda, so Arlen gives up the key and then she kills the witch woman anyway. Uh, and Katilda supposedly dies and she comes back as like what a spirit. A she's got like a she's actually got a spirit card in this set. There's like a Katilda yeah, card. She has a disturbed um, card, yeah. So she's she's like an afterlife spirit now. But uh yeah, Olivia's kind of just going around fucking shit up pretty much. Um It has been an antagonism heavy set. Like yes. with uh, like Katilda dying, I suppose, uh, and Odric, uh, who is a storied Magic the Gathering hero, mm-hmm. um, effectively. I mean, he's been turned into a vampire, yeah. um, which is mm. kind of an end to his hero story, um, unless he gets cured, mm-hmm. uh, because now he is sort of well, uh, the, vampiric thrall. The so implication was, um, from what I can tell from like the the, the flavor of the cards that depict Odric. Um, the implication is that he's always been a vampire, or he's always had the ability, like the ability to turn into one. But he's finally like given in. If that makes sense, hmm. I think that's what the the cards imply. Um, in that he um, maybe he was like bitten from ages ago, and then. Well, if you look at, I don't think so, because if you look at Hero's Downfall, mm-hmm. uh, which is an uncommon printed in this set, yeah, um, it depicts Odric being uh, attacked by vampires. Um, in, right. a, in a very kind of subtle way uh, all you see is him dropping his sword uh, oh, I see, which yeah. has the symbol of the church and you see the shadows of vampires attacking him and the flavor text oh, yeah. reads Odric resisted the vampire's curse with all his strength but after a lifetime of fighting monsters oh, he yeah. was doomed okay. to become one himself which oh, I, I, I guess it could, it could imply that he's always had the vampire curse and always resisted it but that's not the way I interpreted it I interpreted it as uh, this just being the moment where he was finally overcome. It could be that you're right. It could also be that you know he was maybe he. It takes a lot of energy to resist the vampire curse, and having been attacked yeah. by this vampire, the only way for him to stay alive and sustain is to finally give in. You never know. Yeah, immortality it could be. has to be achieved. So, yeah, you're right. Either way, um, poor Odric, he got he got butchered. <laughs> He did, and then he got a really shit car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's been a lot of like the the talk as well as how terrible Odric's card is. It is so bad. It's been it's been genuinely controversial. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mark Rosewater blogged about how he has uh, uh, taken the feedback from the community and taken it to the, pl- the to the play design team. Yeah, because it's a really interesting thing that they've done, where they've taken um, a, a well known hero from Magic 
and depicted his downfall and death and then conversion into an antagonist in a way mm-hmm. um but the community have been really upset because Odric Blood Cursed the Card is just really it's bad. It's a really yeah. bad card. <laughs> yeah, we won't, um, yeah. So, on the whole Odric being really lame thing, I posted on Reddit um, a question about Olivia and Edgar's wedding. And it was basically if you were going and you're a planeswalker, so you can, you know, get a gift from anywhere, what gift would you bring? And I will go through a few of the comments because it actually kind of blew up and they're quite funny. But one of them was a good Odric card <laughs> for Olivia. Yep. I don't know Which if she would she want... was pretty good. No, she would. She if would, she, yeah. If, if he's now a vampire, she'd want him to be Because I, I imagine yeah. now she's like, well, you turned Odric into a vampire, but he's fucking useless. Yeah, yeah. She's like, <laughs> oh, damn, you guys got Odric? Sick. Let me see. Oh. <laughs> oh he's really lame. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's like, yeah. There was actually, I need to find it because, like I say, it did kind of blow up, but somebody who hates Olivia, who gave quite a detailed description about what they would... Oh, here it is. Um, So they said, I would bring Olivia a nice piece of moon silver crafted into a stake by the best myth I could find across the plains and enchanted with Heliod's Light of Theros. Damn. And if that doesn't help, I'll just bring Ember Queen. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite funny. <laughs> and then this this is actually what I like more is that this person responded and said, Now tell us how you really feel. That's a lot of detailed hatred for a fictional character. I've heard people speak more fondly of Joff- Joffrey Baratheon. <laughs> which True. I feel like just kind of yeah. sums it up. So yeah, this there, there's real I didn't know, but there is real hate for there's Olivia. There's a lot of funny comments in this thread as well. Yeah, it did. I, I was kind of, I did, like I said, I didn't really expect it to get as many. So I feel like I should <laughs> probably post on the subreddit and say that we're going to, we're going to say it in yeah. the podcast. Um, but I will go through some of them. So we have like obvious things like, oh, I'd bring a generous gift. Ha nice. ha ha. Nice magic <laughs> card. <wordplay>. Magic reference. <laughs> um, a didgeridoo, which is a natural mm-hmm. magic card, uh, yeah. which I didn't know. From back when um, magic was very racist. <laughs> yeah oh i see yeah that's pretty yeah. messed up yeah yeah <laughs> it's a big yikes yeah um elixir of immortality because they think they'd appreciate the irony <laughs> yeah there's a blood pet yeah. which i think is quite cute the elixir um, would just be like a bottle of water for them yeah getting edgar yeah getting edgar and olivia an elixir of immortality is like getting somebody a bottle of dasani water (laughs) like where it's it's actually it's just tap water smart water (laughs) smart water a lot of people bring in blood apparently that's what you're supposed to bring i feel like that's lame no that's weird yeah yeah that's like bringing soup to a human wedding well, no, because because yeah, but like a, there was like multiple comments of like most non-vampire attendees, I would bring blood, but hopefully not my this own. This is the thing because I feel like they wouldn't need it because Olivia. The whole point is that Olivia has come. Uh, she's demanded a tithe, a blood tithe, to all of the like people of Innistrad, I guess. Um, uh, so mm. essentially, like she she has like this little note that's sent out to every like resident in Innistrad and it's like hi I hope this note finds you well um please provide me two full bowls of blood we've been kind enough to yeah. provide you the bowls oh. 
Um, if you don't, we'll take it ourselves. <laughs> and I'm like, that's pretty cool. Can't lie. I like it. And actually, okay. I, I read some of the lore on this, mm -hmm. and to do the Blood Tithe collecting, she's hired the TV licensing people um, <laughs> to just aggressively send letters. <laughs> we've, we've, we've come to you oh to adopt your extended car yeah, warranty. Because they're vampires slash TV licensing people, you don't have to let them into your They're house. not allowed yeah. in. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like uh, that. That makes sense. That <laughs> makes sense. They say. Unless they're invited in. Unless they're invited in. <laughs> Yep, never. But then in. they can fine you for not paying a TV license, take two bowls of blood, and <laughs> you're just you're screwed. Yeah, it's pretty pretty shit life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the um, replies that I just want to bring up that kind of made me laugh because of. Oh God! See, are you going to bring? Is, he, is it the possibly? One I think it really made up? me laugh. Um, it's about. Uh, well, I'll just go ahead and say the comment. Um, they said they would bring a vibrator because Edgar is an old ass man. <laughs> And then below that, this is even better because, um, you know, so on the Magic subreddit, there's a, a, a bot called MTG Card Fetcher. And so if you type in a, a Magic the Gathering card's name and put it in uh, double brackets, um, it, the bot will actually fetch the card, like an image of it, a link to an image of it. Yeah. Um, so someone put, watch out for the is it designed ones. <laughs> below that someone's yeah. put everything's a bracket it's... bracket sex toy bracket bracket if you're brave enough and it links to is it key rune <laughs> which if you look it's at that quite, it's, uh, it's quite it's a quite, lot yeah, it's a pretty, yeah, pretty so different, so difficult this is, one this is a thing you can do on reddit is call a card and then edit your comment yeah. so it says something else uh, yeah. so one of the comments is Urborg's hottest record <laughs> and the card that's been called is is Nevenerol's disc yeah. the board white I like that yeah, it's 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 a funny thread. Like mm -hmm. there's yeah, there's uh, it's good fun. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess we could we will tweet out a link to it. Yeah, I was gonna say can we'll we'll link yeah. it. Yeah, and you guys can add your add your comments of what mm -hmm. you would bring. But yeah, it's uh. And then there's some obvious like garlic, you know. Again, uh, huh, garlic. Huh, well, I comments. wouldn't take garlic as a gift, but I would absolutely take garlic because if I mean the food's gonna taste boring well the food is blood for... what without garlic well surely yeah. they'll have something else for like what's the vegetarian yeah you can't um, maybe animal vegetarian. blood yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well if we go by the law of like lame twilight vampires animal blood is vegetarian oh yeah right? yeah it is oh yeah um, did you know that Mark Rosewater actually attributes um, the creation of the Innistrad set in part if you to say Twilight, the Twilight I'm franchise. leaving this no I'm leaving this, I'm leaving this <laughs> maybe that would be a good um, maybe that would be a good gift to bring would I'm be not... like a Twilight box set somebody that is one of the comments oh, Twilight so, okay. box set the, uh, apparently when uh, Mark Rosewater and the design team were first pitching Innistrad as a set uh, to the higher ups at Wizards they weren't really keen on it. They didn't think it would be popular. <laughs> and so what? as a part of his pitch, Mark cited the recent success of the Twilight franchise oh my um, as a as proof that kids like werewolves and vampires right now. Um, I and mean, that was wait, part of I... why Innistrad was created at the time that it was. That's fair. So is that is that when the first Innistrad step came out when Twilight was popular? Because I suppose actually yeah, that is... Yeah, because Twilight wasn't popular that recently, that's for sure. <laughs> 
Yeah, this is what I was just thinking. I was like, what? I mean, does he not know? <laughs> I was like, that's yeah, like 10 I'm not years talk- ago. I'm not talking about this. Probably more. <laughs> Magic cards take, okay. take a while. <laughs> take a while to take a while to design mm-hmm. but yeah they're they are a bit more on it than that yeah okay well i've thought i feel slightly better about that then if it's a older edistrad set because then he's not wrong everybody did love twilight he's not that far behind we're not going to get like a card with frosted tips and mara's gonna be like yeah the kids love love <laughs> frosted tips when i proposed this card but we only just got around to Wait, making it that will probably come back because 90s fashion is is has been and is making a comeback so you never know he might actually be ahead of everyone yeah so what would you guys bring to uh, edgar and and olivia's wedding as a gift or like as a gift yeah what what would you get off of their their gift registrar um well any of these things in the subreddit well no some of them are lame any of the cool ones Uh, i'm trying to think of like what like an original thing. I like the idea of a blood pet. Sounds really cute. Blood pet. It doesn't. It doesn't look particularly particularly cute, but it sounds cute. Um. I feel like you can't. You cannot get someone a pet as a wedding. Gift. I have a great answer. I, just, I need to. You like that's not something um, you can do. You can't. You can't show up to someone's wedding. Like, it's can't? like the Family Guy skit. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I got. Okay. I got you this rare tropical fish. It needs to be fed every two hours, <laughs> and I last fed it mm. an hour and a half ago. The nearest pet store that sells food is. 45 minutes away okay. <laughs> like, so, you, so you you say this you say this but i would just like to reference a message you sent at 1102 <laughs> yesterday that says so i might get them a pet atog or something <laughs> atog is pretty hungry like you just have to supply him endless yeah. artifacts mm-hmm. so and they have artifacts because blood is you would uh, get them a pet blood, blood tokens, tokens are an artifact um so yeah they could feed an atog they could feed a blood pet. Yeah, blood pet What's also blood wants pet? blood. It just it just needs blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, that's, that's great. They've got loads of blood. I'm not a big fan of gifts. Like I, I don't really like buying people gifts that they you know, I, don't really want. I have thought of like, a great I, one, I, by the way. Okay. Oh, so as we know, Olivia, it'd be for Olivia, of course, not really for Edgar. Um, Olivia, as one, the head of the Voldaren family, her her whole thing was that she was the first one to like learn to fly. Um, so she she's a very powerful vampire and she can fly so i would buy her like um you know there's like flying kind of air goggles kind of thing just to keep stuff out of her eyes i think she'd really appreciate that <laughs> and um yeah yeah that'd be my gift to her and i okay. think she'd re- yeah she'd really like that because she'll just be flying around that and is shit gets in her eyes she's a vampire she's immortal still gonna bug her yeah, yeah like a dog sticking its head like those dog goggles yeah for for dogs that stick Aww. their heads out of car windows. Heads out the window. Yeah. yeah, so that's what I would get her, and I think she'd appreciate that. <laughs> that is the thing as well. There is a lot of people that, like you, have just gone, oh, what do I get Olivia? Mm. Like, there's a lot of people that have got gifts for both of them or for Olivia. There's no one that's gone, oh, what would well, Edgar Edgar's... like? It's Edgar's well, wedding because, too. Because, as we've seen from the set, Edgar is <laughs> a dead body propped up by three <laughs> weekend, at, weekend at Edgar's. Well then, what do those three vampires want? Yeah, maybe a nice pair of sunglasses a nice... or some, like, some lifting gloves. spray tan. Like a lifting belt, maybe. A lifting yeah, just be belt. easier on the hips when they when they have to carry his coffin. Yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah, I see. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that the obvious best answer is uh, a vampiric go. tutor 
because it's like mm-hmm. the it's like the gift card. Like it's it's just it's kind of like the oh, I'll just give them some money. That's um, true. They yeah. can just pick whatever they want. They they can they can get whatever they want, and they, I don't know. They can buy a toaster or whatever it is they need for, for <laughs> the Voldaren estate. Um, like this is this is the uh, for all future Magic the Gathering weddings. I'm gonna just keep a stack of vampiric tutors to take. I'm gonna be that guy that just always gives people vampiric tutors. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not. Yeah, nobody would be upset with a. But it does say such your. But the card is such your library, so you're basically yeah, saying if, search all the things you have for the thing. What if you your want. library is just vampiric tutors? It's just going to be endless loads of shit. It's like the well, that's like using a gift card to buy a gift. That's card. what it is. Yeah, I mean, if that's what you want to do, then sh- sure. But yeah, that I'm. That's <laughs> I'm just giving you the gift card. What you do with it is is it's up fair. to you. I mean, I. I think I would give them a gift experience. That's what I like to give. Yeah, like Olivia is is rich what, as fuck. What experience would yeah? What experience would you give the you know the the head of state of Innistrad, who is an immortal I'll f- vampire? <laughs> I'll find a way to like. I don't know how I'll find a way. Maybe there's a way they already exist in magic, but I'll find a way to like take them to another plane with me. Yeah, because you can't actually <laughs> right, planeswalk. Okay. You're right. Yeah, because I'm a planeswalker, so I'll, there's something that exists, insert name of what it is here, um, that means I can take other people, creatures with me, and they don't... I don't know, what, ha- what actually happens if like... If a vampire was to go to an or any creature was to go to a plane they're not from, would they just like explode? Probably. They just can't get there. What? There are some exceptions. They just can't in get the there. Law. So things like um, Zhang Yangu, the planeswalker, uh, has his companion Mowu. Oh yeah. Uh, Mowu turns into yeah. a rock, and then Zhang can. I think Mowu actually is a rock naturally, oh, uh, that's which funny. turns into a I dog. I didn't know that. Um, and so he can planeswalk with Mowu while he's craze. in rock form. Yeah, or some, something like that. Um, so okay. there are exceptions. Well, also, there are the demons, which I'm not 100% sure of this, but I feel like some of the demon lords can planeswalk despite not being planeswalkers. Um, yeah? But I'm not... Well, I don't know. I feel like... I think so. I think so. I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure on the lore of that. So, But there are... Oh, also, there's like the whole mending and everything. Um, so before Urza and his brother broke the multiverse i think people could planeswalk more easily Mm. um and then they did whatever it is they did i think we're going to see more of that in the brothers war the set that's coming out at the end of next year Mm -hmm. um okay and uh then there was the mending of dominaria um and post mending planeswalking is a lot rarer i see yeah, something okay, like well, that. I will. Like, I'm sure there was. I'll a... borrow Mowu then. I'm sure there was a card. That, that sounds great. Um, that t- talked about Rakdos. Um, Rakdos is a demon that lives on Ravnica, mm-hmm. uh, patron of mm-hmm. the the of the Rakdos guild. Uh, and I'm sure there's a card that said something about him deciding to stay on Ravnica or something like oh, that, I see. which kind of implies, okay. yeah, it implies that maybe he had a choice around the mending and decided to be on. So I don't know. Uh, planeswalking is complicated, and uh, I'm not actually that brushed up on ah. it. But there may yeah, be a there way. is there may be a way. There is actually one of the comments in the thing in the uh, Reddit thread is 
uh, what else but Rakdos himself, he'd be he a blast. Be. And then someone has commented saying, the law says Rakdos decided to stay in Ravnica, so it implies he came from somewhere else. So yeah, you're uh, right. Yeah. Maybe that's where I read it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Rakdos would be a fun guy. But okay, based on that, yeah. I would borrow Moewu because that just sounds great anyway. Um, and then I'll take them on a little adventure to another plane. And they can have some like non-killing fun. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna start destruction or anything. But I'll just take them on a little adventure. That does sound better. When you first said some kind of experience, I thought you were gonna show up to the wedding and hand Olivia like a voucher for a zip line or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, well she must get that tired of that flying fun for her because if <laughs> maybe she just wants to yeah. do it with someone else you don't know. for her. But. But yeah, a I like for giving Olivia, people experiences that's rather than of things. Being put in a shopping trolley and pushed down the street, basically. <laughs> everybody, exactly. everybody Everyone would love that. that. Yeah. That's fun. What are you talking about? Okay, let's wrap up the episode there. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you Sam and Sarah for joining of me course. and thank you everyone for listening and we will catch you all next week Woo. bye which is, which is interesting but you know we'll see what do you think about it Sarah? Sarah? Oh no. Oh no. Sarah's died. Has Sarah Sarah died? <laughs>